0: The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Let's get started. They bought their tickets.
1: They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash.
0: This is Geek Counter Geek. Geeks! With Misty Callahan and Keith Conrad.
1: Well, maybe it's one of those other shows, like Outer Limits.
0: Confuse the Twilight Zone with the Outer Limits? Do you even know me? Geek counter geek number one forty two. I'm Keith Conrad.
1: And I'm Misty Callahan.
0: I'm uh, at Keith R Conrad on Twitter. We're at Misty, Misty A. A Callahan. Because neither of us were good enough to get our names, we had to mm-hmm. throw our middle initials in there. Still yeah. rubs me the wrong way. I'm I'm, I'm just just going to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> nah, it's fine. Let the you know, I guess the original Misty Callahan have her tweets about going shopping for milk. That's fine. This is fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That's fine. Uh, so here we are, and um, there's two big pieces of news that I feel like we mm-hmm. uh, we have to get to. Uh, first of all, uh, Jurassic World three
1: yes
0: is going to have some familiar faces in it. One of, one of which has already been in one of the Jurassic mm-hmm. World movies. But uh, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Laura Dern, and Sam Neill are all going to be back together.
1: I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like, seriously, at this point, like considering the last Jurassic World movie. Like it was okay, and that's you know, really that word okay is doing a lot of work right now. Um, it was okay, except when it got to the house, and then it started becoming a hot mess. Um,
0: which by the way, the house thing was never really mentioned in any of the trailers or no. anything like that. It, uh, no. they, they basically showed everything uh, in the trailer in the first half of the movie, and then yeah. the second half was something very different.
1: Yeah, very much so, and it's just. Whatever. Um, I, After that, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm kind of done with the CGI dinosaurs. And I for, I really wish I could give credit to where credit is due. A guy on Twitter said it best. He said, I'm not sure how I feel about watching geriatric actors being chased by CGI dinosaurs. And that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, no offense to the actors. You know, love them and everything. But they're older Um. And that's fine. I'm not trying to be ageist here, Um, but I don't know how. I love the characters that they played, but I don't know. I'm very the my uh, my jury, my personal jury is out on on that. I'm just doesn't excite me.
0: Well, I thought that I thought that uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom was kind of meh. Yeah, like I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't didn't love it. But I didn't I didn't like dislike it enough. To not see the next one, like I'll I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll probably go see the next one.
1: Well, yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> which which means you'll probably see the next one.
1: Yeah, the exact That's what I was going to say. I mean, which means I'll probably see it. Which is fine. This is fine. But again, it's like the first Jurassic Park movie; it was great. Second one, eh, you know, you just had to do like you know the uh, dinosaurs running around a city, I guess. Um,
0: well, I, this does actually mean that there's definitely going to be a Jurassic World four. Mm-hmm. because uh, Lex and Tim aren't in it.
1: Um, I don't just okay, I'm just I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Whatever. We'll watch it, I guess. it's fine. This is fine. I just at some point, you know, you get, again, it's like the Matrix movies. You know, the first one was great. The other ones why? And so same thing with Jurassic Park. First one was great. The other ones eh, you can kind of leave them Like eh. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and, and, you know, like, uh, I, I, I'm not sure where they can, where else they can go with the franchise. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I I mean know hello. at the, at the end they were basically sort dinos of.
1: Dinos in space, maybe?
0: Space dinos. I could see that. Well, at the I end they were kind of, they were kind of, they were kind of teasing the idea that the, uh, the, the dinosaurs had escaped and they were going to be everywhere now.
1: Yeah, but. Who cares? <laughs> but they
0: already, <laughs> already kind of did that in, uh, in yeah. The Lost World.
1: Yeah. It's, who cares? I, I, I just, I can't force myself to care. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe I'll, I will wait. I will, let me put it this way. I reserve judgment until I see the first trailer to see how it looks and like basically what it's going to be about.
0: Okay. But fair as, enough.
1: But as of right now, I'm just, uh
0: if the trailer's bad enough I may be like nah I'm gonna sit this one out or, exactly. or wait until it you know mysteriously Listen, pops up maybe a server somewhere I love
1: him he's like one of those actors that you know no matter who you are you inexplicably love Jeff Goldblum
0: yeah by the way um, Jeff Goldblum in the right stuff by the way
1: oh okay well I might have to watch that then
0: well we'll see
1: we'll see but yeah so I don't know we'll see we'll see that's that, that's my final verdict we'll see
0: uh, okay, very indecisive there. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, making uh, more movies about uh, beloved franchises, mm-hmm. um, there's actually going to be more Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after all. Hooray! Yeah, they uh, they came to a deal, which, by the way, whoever brokered that should clearly get the Nobel Peace Prize. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no details about anything, just they're going to make a third... Uh, Third Tom Holland Spider-Man movie together, Sony mm-hmm. and Disney, and uh, then it's also possible that Spider-Man could show up in other mm-hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. And mm-hmm. it sounded like part of the deal will also be that um, uh, he'll be showing up in other Sony ah. movies, which would mean that we'll have uh, Spider-Man and Venom.
1: Ooh! Are
0: there any other Sony? movies I, I don't think so I think right now it's just Venom I but like that, that basically means that you know, I,
1: I, I, do, I do want a Spider-Man Venom because like the last one, time we had Spider-Man and Venom together um, it wasn't really done very
0: well no that would have been uh, Spider-Man 3 in the original yeah. yes the original and run. it was
1: yeah. really mm, ugh. just yeah, there were, embarrassing there's there a lot
0: going on in that movie
1: there's a lot going on in that movie and none of it is good um, And I like Toby Maguire. But uh, yeah, I'll pass on Spider-Man 3 in that, that franchise. <laughs> so anyway, I look forward to a Spider-Man Venom done well. Because I think if done well, it can be balls.
0: Because you did like uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Far From Home, so you're on board yes. for, yeah. for more Tom Holland.
1: Yes, I'm on board for more Tom Holland.
0: Well, there we go. So, there we go. So, was, so we will be uh, probably... Most Maybe. likely skipping uh, Jurassic World. Probably. But probably seeing uh, Tom Holland. Yeah. so as, you uh, know, Spider-Man.
1: One out of two ain't bad.
0: No. 50 fifty fifty. That's not terrible. Yeah.
1: Not great. Not terrible. 3.6.
0: Right. 3.6. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that's way better than 3.6 is uh, the headphones and accessories from Tweet Audio.
1: Mm, yeah. Very true. They have awesome key features like eight colors and styles that are available, mic'd and non-mic'd versions designed to sound great for music and talk, noise-reducing designs, plus a lifetime warranty. So definitely check them out at www.tweakedaudio.com. Use the discount code GCG at checkout for a 33% off coupon and free worldwide shipping.
0: Anywhere in the world, even China.
1: Even if you have dinosaurs roaming in your backyard.
0: Even the Ukraine. Actually, it's not the Ukraine anymore. I I did what I hate the most. It's Ah, Ukraine. That's fine. The Soviets called it the Ukraine. Uh, But they're gone now.
1: uh, It's fine.
0: Uh, Everything's fine. We still love you. Right. Well, Well, I love you. you. I don't know if anybody else listening does. So uh, this week we had the opportunity, both of us, uh, to see Pompeii for the first oh time. Oh, my
1: God. Uh, uh. And uh, I, the, the,
0: If you told me, hey, they made a a movie about Pompeii, which I which I did not know for some reason. Yeah. I, I don't even know why I hadn't gotten around to seeing it mm-hmm. uh, prior to this. Because, you know, you say, hey, they made a movie about Pompeii. Seems like I would be interested in that. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I hadn't gotten around to it. Maybe it was because reviews were just so awful abysmal and, and rightfully so yeah uh, if, but if you had told me hey they made a movie about Pompeii yeah. and it's called Pompeii and it does involve the volcanic eruption mm-hmm. at Pompeii the one thing I wouldn't have expected to walk away from uh, the movie thinking was wow they totally ripped off the movie Gladiator
1: <laughs> okay full disclosure I absolutely adore the sword and sandal genre okay. of film. Uh, I am an ancient history lover. I, the older the better. Um, I I find it absolutely fascinating. Ancient history. Um, so basically, anything. Related to ancient history, I'm pretty much there for. So it is a shock that I didn't see Pompeii, especially since like there are a couple of things in ancient history that I absolutely just go gaga over. One is Alexander the Great, and then the other is Pompeii. Um, So we watched it, and within 20 minutes, I think, I was like, holy crap, this is like a really cheap version of Gladiator. And... It was because the opening scene where you, where you see um, the main character, the Celt, I forget. I don't even see. And this is a, one of the problems I had with the movies. is like half the time you don't even know who the, these characters' names are. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's called the Celt. He, oh, it, you know, he, he's a young kid. You know, his family is slaughtered by the Romans, you know, like they did back in the days. They just slaughtered people. Um, and then he becomes a slave and a gladiator. So anyway, he's a gladiator and they introduce him. It's the Celts. Kind of like the Spinyard. Um it's Not
0: kind of like, exactly, exactly like. Exactly like.
1: He comes out, he fights three guys,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like the Spaniard, and at the end of the fight, after killing them, tosses his sword to the ground, not to the crowd, though. And the crowd starts chanting, Celt, 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 like Spaniard, Spaniard. And I'm like, all this really needs right now is for him to turn to the crowd and say, are you not pleased? Instead of, are you not entertained? Because, you know, that would be blatant plagiarism. So right. they would have to change just enough. So I'm like, at that point, I'm like, I'm done. I'm already just checked out because Gladiator is my all time favorite film. Mm hmm absolutely endure it and then as this sh- movie went on like it's a great cast
0: right Jared Herod, is it Harris is in it uh, who is no. the son
1: of Richard Harris who played right,
0: right. so so <laughs> that, that alone makes it just a, a bit of a gladiator rip off
1: yeah uh, so the father is played by Jared Harris who's the son of Richard Harris who played the emperor um, Ar- Marcus Aurelius in gladiator right yeah both of them die in the movie, by the way. I,
0: I could uh, I could picture them, uh, you know, like the writers sitting around and they're like, we need to do our version of Gladiator.
1: With a volcano. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's I walked away with the movie. I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. But I walked away after watching this movie. I was like, OK, that was basically Romeo and Juliet with gladiators and a volcano.
0: Pretty much, which is probably the pitch they had
1: and it was a dumb pitch and here's the thing although
0: I I think my my prediction or or my uh, Mm -hmm. feeling about what the pitch probably was for that movie Mm -hmm. was they uh, um, you know the writers Mm -hmm. they were like hey we want to do our our own version of Gladiator and the studio was like well we want to do a movie about Pompeii Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or we've got this got this other script about Pompeii how about you you work on that
1: Oh, my gosh. And here's the thing. And this is a great point you brought up after watching it. You were like, for a movie about Pompeii and Mount Vesuvius, which centers around Mount Vesuvius and the eruption of 79 AD, for a movie about Pompeii, there is very little reference to the volcano. Mm -hmm. There is very little, you know, It was it was like a backdrop. It wasn't even like making it like a silent, you know, but, you know, ominous character in the back. Kind of like how Lord of the Rings made the ring. And Peter Jackson said he wanted to make the ring almost like a character in the film. Right. And so I think if they and again, I love the um, history of Pompeii. It's tragic. And I think there is a great story there. If the right team got together, mm-hmm. maybe Peter Jackson. I don't know, but if they had made the mountain Mount Vesuvius like a silent character, kind of like the ominous, the ring, the One Ring. Well, I think it, it would have been. I mean, it still probably would have been terrible, but at least it would have mentioned the mountain more.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, uh, going back to another uh, terrible movie about a volcano,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Dante's Peak. I think you're, yeah. you're, you're literally. Minutes into the uh, into the movie before you see the volcano. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's there. It, it it's And it's always in the background. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe they could Unlike have taken Pompeii. a page from that. yeah.
1: Unlike Pompeii. And then and another issue that I had with Pompeii, mo- uh, listen, I adore Kiefer Sutherland. I wanted to inject the Series 24 straight into my veins.
0: Until he started injecting things. <laughs> Until into he's, a, exactly. It's
1: like, when it, he started taking drugs in the series, I was just kind of like, okay, this is getting weird now. But, I adore Kiefer Sutherland. He's a great actor. Do not buy him as a Roman soldier.
0: Yeah. Well, he was supposed to be a senator.
1: A senator. Or and,
0: and even that there was something about him. Like I didn't know if it's like I, I recognized, you know, Kit Harrington and mm-hmm. uh and, and Jared Harris. Like he was the only and, one with an American Carrie Ann, accent. Carrie Ann Moss, you know, there's there's legit <laughs> actor actors and actresses yeah. in this thing. And and people you recognize, but there was just something about him that made him really stand out and just not fit in there. Yeah, he, and, it just, and I think it was I think it was actually because he was clean shaven.
1: He was clean shaven, and then on top of it, he was. The, if you notice, he was the only character with an American
0: accent. That too. Yeah.
1: So I mean, which is fine, whatever. But it just made him stick out like a sore thumb all the more.
0: Which which, by the way, do we want to? Uh, do we want to make something, do we want to go full prof and, um, and, and make something of the fact that the one guy with the, uh, the American accent was the bad guy?
1: <laughs> no, let's not do that. Um, so yeah. So basically, like I said, the takeaway from this movie was, it, and here's a, another qualm, I guess, was that the CG, they spent so much money on the CG and it wasn't even that good. Yeah it was not even that good and again like the characters a lot of them one of the uh handmaidens died and it was supposed to be like this great like you know emotional yeah. hor- horrific moment for tragic like, scene tragic scene and me and keith just looked at each other like who was that like what was her yeah. name
0: I, I remember her being <laughs> at, a, at a, yeah. in, a, in a scene where when they got to pompeii yeah and then her dying that was pretty much it
1: yeah and i'm like what huh and, and like the parents didn't really know their names like so basically um the long end of the story is um that it was basically Romeo and Juliet um with a volcano and
0: gladiators well really it was Romeo and Juliet with gladiators and oh I, I guess there's a volcano too
1: yeah there's a volcano too the one redeeming quality that this movie had was that all of the character. Spoiler alert: all of the characters died at the end, which I guess is kind of fitting with a tragedy like you know Pompeii.
0: And since everyone at Pompeii did die, yeah, like I, I believe they forgot the town was there for some time.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah
0: every, everybody died. So mm-hmm. if they had these, uh, they mm-hmm. had these people, you know, right off into the sunset, yeah, and survived. That would have been kind of dumb,
1: yeah. So yeah, that movie was horrible. Um, uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Supposedly the there is a book about it. The there's a book, Pompeii, um that's the movie's based off of and supposedly that's better. But okay. um the movie
0: Well it couldn't be worse.
1: Hard miss. I I mean, even if you love the sword and sandal flicks like me. Hard miss, which got me and Keith thinking about like the worst historical movies ever. Yeah,
0: Yeah, we just uh, spent about ten minutes trashing Pompeii to get to the topic of yeah, what are the worst historical movies ever? I would think uh, if we were compiling a list, and and I think you know we're we're just we're just thinking about Mm -hmm. like the the top slash bottom Mm -hmm. of historical movies. But if we were going to make a list. Pompeii would definitely be on it.
1: Yeah, t- definitely Pompey. Um, who? What, what? What movie do you think is the worst historical movie?
0: Uh, I would go with The Patriot.
1: Ah, they're, they're, for, there's a lot of people who
0: who would, for, would probably agree for a number agree. of different reasons, both uh, on the uh, in the film itself and behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, I I get a lot of um, I, I know a lot of people who love history and historians who would probably agree with you because, like, basically they kind of pooped on history a little
0: bit no they pooped on history a lot and like (laughs) so so when you're when you're watching a movie and uh so they uh uh, like it's one thing to like completely gloss over slavery Mm -hmm. but the i i don't even know quite how to describe it it's like They knew they knew if they didn't mention slavery, it was going to be a big problem. Mm -hmm. But they wanted everybody to root for the guy, so they decide that they're going to make him the one guy in South Carolina who doesn't own slaves, but still has African Americans working on his farm. He just lets you know he just he just employs African Americans, and somehow he makes a living doing that because that would be physically impossible (laughs) when every other farm has free labor and you're paying yours, Yeah, that, that isn't going to work. You're not going to be, like, as much as mm-hmm. I would like for that to be the case, that doesn't work. No. Which is why slavery lasted as long as it did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, like, it, as I'm watching that movie, mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. So th- this is the one guy who mm-hmm. doesn't have slaves in South Carolina. That's just kind of dumb.
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: And, and, and the the way that they the way that they did that it really just rubbed me the wrong way. It's like you you you, you that's really kind of talking down to the audience. A and, little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Uh so that's a bit of a problem. Um, there there's also a scene where the the British guy, um, you know, just to make sure that everybody knows how bad he is, mm-hmm. locks an entire town of people in a church and then burns the church down. Yeah. Um that not only did that not happen, mm-hmm. if that happened, everybody would learn about that the first day of any history class they ever had. Yeah. Like that that would be a big deal. A little bit. Uh and then uh sort of a behind the scenes thing, uh the writers of that movie and and it comes from uh Roland Emmerich who's mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he did Stargate and Independence Day. And he he's done some really good movies mm-hmm. and some really bad ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wrote that uh, movie intending for Harrison Ford to be the main character. Yeah. And they sent him the script and he read it and he told him no. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he was asked about it later and he said... Yeah, I had a hard time doing a movie about the Revolutionary War where the main character says the revolution wasn't worth fighting for, but if you kill my kids, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see but, that. Uh, yeah, and, and, and it's,
0: <laughs> like I read that on like IMDb or something. I'm like, yeah, that, that, that is that, kind of bad. That, that's worse than everything else.
1: <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty horrible. Oh wow! Because I, mm-hmm.
0: I will say, uh, you know, much like uh, you know the Roman Empire and Pompeii uh-huh. and everything. We we could stand to have some nice uh, some nice movies and or TV shows about the American Revolution. Yeah, um, that just wasn't it.
1: Yeah, very true. And so,
0: what would be your worst uh, historical movie?
1: Worst historical movie ever would be Alexander with Colin Farrell. It's still to this day like the like the poster of bad historical movies and again that's
0: not just a a bad historical movie that's that's a bad movie
1: it's just a bad movie too um unfortunately it took one of probably one of history's most fascinating people alexander of macedonia also known as alexander the great
0: it made him not so great
1: it made him not so great like how do you have your how do you have colin farrell with a bad dye job Right, like I, m- well, I, remember watching this movie, thinking to myself, "It's got to get better." In, in fairness, and it never did. In,
0: in fairness, I think everybody had bad dye jobs at that at that particular you point. You can in history. afford
1: wigs. I mean, hell, give Colin Farrell well, a dang no, wig. Even the,
0: even the people who had wigs back in Macedonia, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably very obvious they were wearing wigs. So, in fairness, if you had a dye job in Macedonia, mm. it was probably a bad one. So maybe, maybe they were actually trying to be historically accurate there. But you can see his dark roots. Oh, that's true. Okay. I'm like, I can see your roots, Colin Farrell.
1: I mean, uh, I just, again, he, Alexander the Great, 32 years old, never lost a battle. You know, tried to conquer, conquer most of the known world. This is what you do.
0: Makes me feel like mm-hmm. I haven't accomplished much yeah. in my life. Yeah,
1: I mean, and he's a fascinating person. And he married a bunch of women, had a gay lover. You can go so many places with this character. You can really make a fabulous, freaking fantastic movie about him. And that's what we ended up with.
0: Well, he may have a, a story that you actually probably couldn't do a feature film about. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, you almost have to do like a deep dive, mm-hmm. you know, like, 10 episode miniseries about like the siege of
1: Tyre, still considered to be one of the greatest sieges of all time. I watch ancient top 10, y'all. Great show, right? Yeah, but uh, still considered to be one of the greatest sieges of all time where he literally you know shoved fiery boats into towers and stuff. I mean, I'm just I'm still bitter about it, still bitter about Alexander with Colin Farrell. Um, now when I see him in other things, it's just I just give him like the side eye a little bit. I can't even look at him in other movies now.
0: (laughs) Like, so, uh, so I went with the, the Patriot.
1: And I'm going uh, with Alexander.
0: uh, Shoot us an email or, uh, uh, well, actually you probably have to reach out to one of us on, on Twitter because something, something weird happened with the, uh, the show Twitter. Oh, geez. So uh, you'd have to reach out to us uh, at Miss, Misty Callahan at Misty A. Callahan mm-hmm. or at Keith R. Conrad on Twitter.
1: Let us know what you guys think is the worst historical movie.
0: Um. Yeah. And uh, so that came out that came out quite some time ago. Alexander? Yeah. Yeah. And you're still bitter about it. Still bitter. One thing you won't be bitter about is the great podcasts on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.
1: Oh, heck no. Like... I actually really started listening to uh, caffeinated caffeine in comics
0: caffeinated Comics.
1: caffeinated comics um, and I'm really enjoying it so <clears throat> there's that there's also second string sports dorks which sounds nice and fun I like that yeah
0: uh, there's uh, the car guys report uh, there's the there's lasano and friends and the spin-off and friends mm-hmm um, which which I've met uh, all those people involved. And
1: people. what I personally love, because I am a Bar Rescue aficionado, the Shut It Down podcast. It recaps episodes of Bar Rescue.
0: Yeah, so uh, so you should definitely uh, listen to those. Binge, binge watch them as you're binge watching the episodes.
1: Absolutely. <gasps> oh, that'd be epic. Like binge watch an episode, then listen to like the recap. Oh, yeah. So, so good.
0: So you, you could... You could do that, and uh, so in the uh, in the final segment of the show, we like to uh, recap uh, what we're uh, what we're doing in our in mm-hmm. our projects because uh, I'm trying to write the great American uh, sci-fi time travel novel, you know and that old Canard,
1: that old Canard,
0: and uh, and you're trying to create a comic book, mm-hmm. and which uh, by the way,
1: so much work is involved in making comic books. Just holy smokes! Anyway,
0: make yourself a list and just do one. Th- how do you Bite-sized eat an elephant? Chunk at a time.
1: One bite at
0: a time. Uh, I at this point am up to uh, chapter. Mm-hmm. I, I just uh, finished chapter twelve.
1: Ooh.
0: And there's twenty-seven, so You're
1: getting very there. nearly
0: halfway there.
1: That's awesome.
0: Polishing off about a uh, a uh, chapter every two or three days. Nice. So, mm-hmm. the the goal is to get it done before November first because mm-hmm. November first is Nano Mm-hmm. national novel writing month
1: and October is inktober Not right. that you care about that as a writing guy but I'm an artiste so I gotta get ready for that gearing up
0: yeah that's only uh oh about a week or so away so mm-hmm. by the time we uh by the time you join us again you'll be probably yeah. embarking on that
1: I will be embarking on um inktober Which I already have the list um, for the, um, you know, prompts. So that's going to be fun. Um, As far as my comic book is concerned, I am going to be working on the website. Um, So I'm going to put that together. I mean, I have a website right now, um, but it's kind of just like a skeletal frame of one. Um, But Mm -hmm. I'm going to be working on that. And so... Um, hopefully get that up. I want to also, before this weekend is up, because we have we have Fright Fest on Sunday. Right. Um, I want to get at least one or two of my Inktober um, pictures done. Reason being is because next week we go apple picking with our buddies.
0: And so there will be less time.
1: And so there will be less time, yeah. So...
0: Well, you might as well get a start on it. Exactly.
1: So, yeah, so definitely check us out at Keith R. Conrad on the Twitter to get his updates and his thoughts on life. And me at Misty A. Callahan or at the comic books Twitter page, which would be Regeneratorum. Don't ask me to spell that off the top of my head, it's Latin. Um, <laughs> and I, um and uh, we'll definitely be updating about like uh, your book progress and my comic book progress. There'll be pictures and all that sort of nice stuff.:
0: And a new podcast next week.
1: And a new podcast next week. Ho-ho!
0: The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cabotron.